0: In a speech to military families at the White House today, President Biden urged Americans to remain united as political divisions over COVID-19, the economy and foreign policy ramp up ahead of the midterms. To discuss the political stakes of the moment, I'm joined now by Amy Walter of The Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Tamara Keith of NPR. And welcome to you both on this July Fourth holiday. Tam, I want to start with you here and talk about those remarks we heard from President Biden earlier today. Last year on July Fourth, I think fair to say, very different tone, different kind of message. You will remember, as our viewers will, last year, he talked about how the nation was closer than ever to declaring our independence from COVID, and that we had a lot more work to do. What did his remarks today say to you about where we are, where he is in his presidency?
1: I think that his focus, rightly, is on the divisions in the country, on on the feeling that uh, many Americans have, in fact, something like 85 percent, according to the latest AP poll, that America is moving in the wrong direction, not moving in the right direction. Even a majority of Democrats feel that the country is moving in the wrong direction. Now, everyone disagrees in predictable ways on what is causing the country to move in the wrong direction or what it is that sort of put them over the edge to feel. Terrible about the state of the country, but um, you know the president did try to address that. He did have a, a message of optimism, as he often does, saying that the country is more united than it is divided. That that this is a long-term battle for the soul of America. If those phrases sound familiar, they are. Uh, it was a big part of his campaign, uh, and yet um, now th- this far into his presidency, the country is still really divided and his election alone did not uh, serve as a balm for the divisions that the country faces
0: Amy what about you what did you make of uh, of what the president had to say today on this July 4th holiday
2: it is quite remarkable as you noted Amna, how different uh, the country is from this point just a year ago right it wasn't just that the the president was feeling more optimistic saying we'd basically uh, turned the corner on COVID. Americans were feeling that way, too. If you look at the polling taken by Gallup around this time last year, significant majority of Americans thought the worst was behind us on COVID. The enthusiasm about the economy, people feeling much more confident in the consumer confidence um, uh, surveys. So we had a country that was feeling like things were on their way up wasn't just the President who was saying those things. But now a year later, as Tam pointed out, we have seventy five percent of Americans saying things are on the wrong track. In June, we had the lowest uh, ever recording from the Michigan's Consumer Index. So consumers more pessimistic now than in the history of that survey. Um, and of course, the president's numbers himself, his favorable ratings now, down to a record low. We haven't seen a president in his first term with approval ratings. This low in in modern times. So we have a country right now that does seem uh, that it is not just divided, but it is, I think the the right word is anxious. Uh, I hear that constantly from voters. Um, They just are feeling as if things have gone awry um, and -hmm. that they they can't figure out how to get it back.
0: Well, Republican Senator Mitt Romney of Utah had his own assessment in a recent column for The Atlantic. He says America is in denial. Um, he wrote this he said President Joe Biden is a genuinely good man, but he has yet been unable to break through our national malady of denial, deceit, and distrust. Tam, what did you make of, of that assessment? Is this Romney setting the stage to potentially run? Why is he weighing in now?
1: I'm not sure that he's setting the stage to potentially run he He's someone who should be an elder statesman of the Republican Party, right? He was his party's nominee in 2012. And instead, he's a man on an island. Um, he, He wrote this essay in The Atlantic that was basically, like, both sides are really bad at this. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if he actually used the phrase both sides, but he might as well have. Um, and, and he expressed frustration with his own party. He expressed frustration with the Democrats and with President Biden. What he didn't do was offer a lot of solutions. Uh, it, it seemed like he was, he was searching for some savior to come in and, and be the leader that America needs, um, when often uh, America gets the leaders they have. Uh, and <laughs> the though, though one, one thing he did mention in that essay was that it might be up to clergy and uh, you know PTA presidents right. and just everybody else uh, to sort of step up and, and work to, bring the country together
0: be the leaders provide the leadership we're not yeah. seeing at the national level right amy this is another part that struck me though he warned about the potential return of former president trump that echoes a warning we heard from republican congresswoman liz cheney in an interview this weekend she's of course the vice chair of the january 6th committee and she'd said that criminal referrals against the former president uh, could be possible that not doing so would actually constitute what she said a graver threat uh, especially after last week's testimony are those warnings are they taking hold with Republicans?
2: I think what we're seeing uh, are two things. There's the legal question and then there's the political question. And um, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to dive as much (laughs) into the legal question, but I am going to dive in to the political question. And if you look at polling right now, I don't think you're going to see that Republicans uh, are less supportive of Donald Trump or approval ratings among Republicans about Donald Trump have gone down. But what you can start to pick up is this feeling for many of these voters that Donald Trump may not be as politically invincible as they once thought him to be, that he does look like a weaker prospect for 2024. Now, does that mean that he would get beaten in a Republican primary, he's not gonna run? I'm not saying that at this moment, he certainly starts as a front runner, but I do think that the cracks in the armor are there now politically for other Republicans either who wanna challenge him, take advantage of that, Or for voters who are saying, you know what, I like him, but I think it's time for somebody new, somebody who doesn't come with all this baggage. You can hear already the ads that will be run in a general election featuring so much of the testimony from these January 6 hearings, almost all of which has come from Republicans, conservatives, and those within Trump's own orbit.
0: And, Tam, we know the committee's not done yet with those public hearings. We saw a number of those committee members giving interviews this weekend, though. What are you watching for in, in what's coming next?
1: You know, what I've been watching in the last several days is the former president's social media feed. It's on his own platform uh, that he created. Uh, and he is. He is acting like someone who's nervous. He is sending out all of these messages you know, criticizing the committee, criticizing the, the people testifying, uh, and, and definitely teasing the idea that he would run for president again, which, which all feeds to this idea that he is paying attention, and it's getting to him.
0: He's paying attention. A lot of us are paying attention. And we know we're going to continue to cover those hearings ahead. Tamara Keith, Amy Walter, that's Politics Monday. Thank you to you both. You're welcome.
1: Welcome.